Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. Oh, that's and we're great. Back. I knew you were going to say, and we're back. No. Yes. It's hard for me to think on the fly. It is? Sometimes. Usually. Always. Hello, McFly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's a song. Nineties, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who was that? I don't remember the name. Smash Man. That's a song it's title. It's only like yeah. 25 years old or something. Is yeah. it 25? I thought it was. I, thought, I didn't think Early it was Early 90s, old. right? Oh, yeah. This podcast no is concept. going well so far. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 90s are still just as far away as like the 2000s. Like, I forget that another decade has passed. Yeah, it's 2020. 20. I know. It doesn't feel like it, though. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. A white. Guy. Twenty years into the new millennium. It's the offspring. The offspring. Yeah, uh, yeah there is you go. It? Yeah. Offspring. Mid nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah. I loved playing that in a marching band. We had a dance routine to it. That's you knew that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you made it. I'm sitting here like Googling and stuff. And well, I didn't just... remember the name. Oh. I just remembered the song title. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so everyone. If you're yeah. still with us, thanks. <laughs> it's been a uh, interesting week. Oh, let's face it. This yes. week, it exists so hard. <laughs> it's still existing. The uh, lions and tigers and rain, oh my. Yeah, a little flood watching. and It's been wet. Yes. Flash flooding. and It's, you know. It's, well, it's it, cooler, though. How long did it take you to get into work this morning? The drive. A while. Normally it's 30 minutes, right? A while. Over almost an hour. More than that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going 15 miles an hour on the freeway. The, yeah. Uh, it's like August ended, September started, and then, uh, you know, summer was like, see you 2020. I'm <laughs> out of here. I'm done with this. Fall. It's all on you. Take over. We're still going to get more 100 degree days. You think so? Yes. Uh, no. This is Texas. No. It was weird feeling cold. Like, I haven't felt cold here in, in so long. What do that. they say? Look at this. Look at this. What do they say? Keep in mind, everybody, when you listen to this, we are out of time <laughs> from you because this is pre-recorded, believe it or not. We're not live. Get away. Yeah, but it says... Yeah. Um... Predicting now. So mm-hmm. this is pretty cool. So, 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 everybody, get this. 
So we're recording this episode about a week out from when you're going to hear it. It's like In fact, back, it, is a, it is a week out. Mm-hmm. Back to the future yeah. kind of stuff. So we're looking into the future mm-hmm. right now. I'm looking in on my phone. My phone says that next Wednesday, so this is yesterday from when you're hearing this. Mm. All right. Don't laugh, Brianna. So it's yesterday in the future. <laughs> my phone says... It's going to be 77. The high is going to be 77. Wow. Those are two sevens in a row. What's the low? 55. Oh, I love wow. I love that weather. Yeah. <laughs> I love that weather. You I, wake up in the morning and it's such great sleeping weather. With a 50% chance of rain. I can keep uh, the rain at that point. My phone says, and I'm saying that that way if, if this is not true, yeah. my phone gets the hit. Not me. It was my phone. Okay. My phone says... The entire high for between now and then, mm-hmm. in between, is going to be a 91 day. It's pretty humid though right now. Yeah, it's, it's there's wet. Yes, there's 91 is going to feel hot. Have you seen some of the photos that people have posted that live on housing here? Yes, like full on like. Yep. There's but, a backyard in the river. You know. Well, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yep. No, this is just another plus for army housing, free pool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> free pool. You got to yes. look at it glass half full. Oh, yes, that's true. You're right. Get out there. Take advantage. Kids, get outside. <laughs> Swim around. Swim around. Put a few goldfish out there. You know, <laughs> Go fishing. <laughs> Go fishing. Well, we had an event. We did. On uh, Fort Hood. Um, it was almost kind of sudden for us. It's like, whoop, there it mm-hmm. is. Um, Things move fast in the army. They they do. They can. For all the hurry up and wait that exists, sometimes it's just boom, boom, boom. Sure. And it was one of those times. Uh, we had uh, f- the force com commander, U.S. Army Forces. U.S. Command. Army Forces Command. Yes. Uh, General <laughs> Michael X. Garrett, Garrett. was here uh, introducing Fort Hood's new deputy commanding general. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a he had a press conference. We had a little ceremony that they do. It was supposed to be much grander. Major yes. General John Richardson. Yes, he's yes. the new fella. Mm-hmm. The fourth. His welcoming ceremony Ooh, was supposed fourth. to be very grand with cannons and as mm-hmm. you do generally things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but out. it got rained out, so we had it inside here. Yep. Uh, but we did have the press conference, and I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Uh, it was on the. Fort Hood Facebook page, and we didn't, to be honest, you know, we didn't give you guys a whole lot of time. I tweeted something out about it about sure. seven minutes prior. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're having a press conference. Um, so if you didn't see it, I mean, you maybe heard about it in the news. Um, but the big thing that came out of that, other than the, the welcomes and all that, a couple couple things came out. But the, one of the real big ones was the announcement of a new operation. Operation Phantom action yep uh phantom action here on post um and i think we have a soundbite um of them announcing that Mm -hmm. so let's give that a listen the first step we are taking to strengthen our bonds of trust is by putting a significant effort my number one priority and that is building cohesive teams through proactive leadership we will be build these cohesive teams that will be inclusive and they will live the Army values. 
We will do this over the coming days, weeks, and months through a deliberate and focused effort called Operation Phantom Action, emphasizing the obligation of leaders to take action, intervene, and hold ourselves accountable for living up to our professional ethic and our Army values. This will provide an opportunity to put a people-first approach to our leadership. It will focus on retraining, educating, rebaselining our leaders with an emphasis on preventing instead of reacting to actions that violate our Army values. So what'd you think of that, Brian? <laughs> Very informative. <laughs> I mean, one of, the, one of the questions, and since you're sitting here, junior soldier, that you are, mm-hmm. one of the questions from the reporters after the statements and all that stuff was, what is the, you know, the bringing in, the, the change in the leadership, what does that really mean to junior soldiers, the average soldier here on Fort Hood? All right, so in your own words, having a new big boss, mm-hmm. right? Having a new general, may, having to make a change at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that effect has on the average soldier? On the average soldier, I would say, honestly, not that much because mm-hmm. they're so much higher in command mm-hmm. um, that the interaction, are, like we have no interaction right. with people that high up. Mm-hmm. Um, so really the biggest change is just like the attitudes in in my command mm-hmm. um, and in my leaders. But it's it's it just seems to be just minimal at best. I know they're implementing, they're trying to implement new programs and stuff. And, and I am noticing that change mm-hmm. um, and just stressing more safety and doing the right thing. Um, but yeah, at, at the level that I'm at, really, I don't see much of an immediate change. And besides you guys in the CAF have your own general. Yes. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. it's not like mm-hmm. there's just one general on Fort Hood. Yes. There's more than a few. True. Yes, I would say not much. Well, like we honest. were talking last week when this is Suicide Prevention Month and we were talking about engaging with your fellow soldiers, engaging with your subordinates mm-hmm. or even with your seniors mm-hmm. and just getting to know people. I yeah. think that's that, that's an emphasis on fixing a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just having that, op- having that be able to go to your boss mm-hmm. or be able to have them come to you. And they know what's going on with you just by, you know, looking at you. Yes, I think it's the most important. I know the Army's answer to the most important thing an NCO does is training. Mm -hmm. But to me, I think it's that relationship they have with their soldiers and their subordinates. And and like you mentioned, knowing how they are, what they're doing, you know, what they're interested in. And just show that you give a damn. Yes. Right? Yes, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Charlie, what do you think? Well... Um, I think that's true. You know, there's one thing that came out of the uh, press conference yesterday that to me, and I was in the room Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, I really felt it was like super important, like should be double underlined. Um, But because it sort of came in closer to the back end of it um, and it didn't kind of fit the narrative Mm -hmm. that the the press likes to paint of Fort Hood, that it was probably going to get get lost Mm -hmm. um and that was uh what general garrett said about the former uh deputy garrison or commanding deputy 
Commanding General. Commanding General, um, Scott Eflant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, General Eflant has caught a lot of flack online yes. because he was uh, the face um, during the Vanessa Guillen case. You know, he made right. that video pleading for someone to send any, any information that they might have. And because of that, he really became the face right. of the problems of Fort Hood. Um, and he, uh, General Garrett was asked about um, General Eflant's uh, quote unquote, you know, firing. Right. Because that is a narrative that the, the media has picked up. And there has never been a press release released by the U.S. Army that said that General Eflant was fired. Right. There was never a press release that said that he was removed from command because of anything that happened here or anything. There was just a press release that said that there's a new uh, fella coming in. Mm-hmm. This change had been planned for a while. Since March. Yeah. Uh, General Eflant was here in sort of a temporary holding position. And so it's kind of bad timing because the the press jumped the gun mm-hmm. and just assumed, oh, because there's a new guy, this guy's getting fired. you know, And that isn't the case. And if you don't believe me, it's like, ah, he's just a mouthpiece for Fort Hood. Here's the actual quote. Here's General Garrett saying it himself. I have not lost, nor has the Army lost any confidence in Major General Scott Eflon. And there you have it. It's That's coming from his boss. So, right. That's just, you know, I just, it's important to me that the record be set straight on that, you know, as mm-hmm. much as we can. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand. Because even, like, I was seeing people sharing articles about that. And, um. People were acting like that was going to solve all the problems. Well, they and I didn't. I was so confused. Well, it's just like you said earlier that okay, we've got a new general put in. Doesn't matter how many stars they have. Sure. You know the new general put on. How does that affect you, mm-hmm. specialist granity? Well, it doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. Unless this person all of a sudden has a giant new way of doing things, and they're gonna you know crack the whip. All the way down. Hey, everybody, we're but, doing this. You know, I think that's what he's pushing for, and they're going to get it off the ground is this Operation Phantom Action is mm-hmm. to emphasize the engaged leadership again. Yes. You know, and and actually quantify, codify whatever uh, actions. And like he even said during the press conference, they're working on the plan now. It yeah. isn't like they're going to roll it off and do it tomorrow. Or you're going to see a huge change tomorrow. But just the fact that the senior leaders are saying, we need to get down and talk to our soldiers and make sure we're doing the right things, that they are doing the right things. Because there's just a lot of bad stuff that happened all at once. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think they talked about it during the, the press conference. And um, I, I know General Garrett said that he didn't think COVID had a lot to do with it, but I, I think that we are under some extra stress. I think COVID has more to do with the reaction to yeah. everything going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. More than the actual actions, because there, there, you know, there's bad things happen all the time. But I think as a country, we're hypersensitive right now. Oh, absolutely. Because we've been shut in or shut out or 
Mm -hmm. You know, you're not living your life the way you're used to. And everybody's a little bit on edge. Yeah. If you're not shut in your house, it's getting burned down. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, it is it is an interesting time. And to think that all of us here and and those of you out there listening at some point, keep this in mind when it feels like it's getting really, really, really tough. We're all going to look back at this at some point, and this will have been in the past. Mm-hmm. We're living through history. Right. Whatever happens, we're living through history, and there will be a time in the future where it's quote-unquote normal-ish right. again. And we look back at now and we think, what, what was going on then? Yeah. you know. I, I hope you're right. I think I think I am. I think I, so we, I mean, the country has short-term memory anyway. Yeah, we'll yes. be like, 2020, what was that? Yeah, but um, right now it just stinks. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does, but then... I, I wanted mean, to say something else, but... <laughs> it does. Things will get better. And, you know, one mm-hmm. one way of getting better yeah. by listening to the Great Big Podcast. Absolutely. And that's why we're so glad you're with us today. We have some really cool stuff to talk about, like flu shots. Yay. And blood. Ooh. Ooh, And we just lost half the audience. (laughs) Uh, But no, we've got, it's like a special medical episode. On a a very special medical episode of the Great Big Fod... Fod... Podcast. That's Uh, staying in. I'm editing this week. (laughs) I can't even set up my own bit. Uh, but no, uh, it's going to be cool. Uh, maybe no promises here. Do you think they brought any flu vaccines? Uh, with them? That would be so cool. So I'll take, take my shot. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I would too, with actually. It. I'll do it. Do you think the blood people are bringing any blood with them? I'm not. I'm Ooh. too old to do the nose thing, though. Oh, you could do the nose thing. I could do the nose thing. That. What is the I nose the thing? Nose one. Uh, give me what the it, needle. I want the shot. What is and the I nose thing? Hold on. That's that liquidy crap they put up your nose instead of a flu shot. Yeah, it's the live virus. I've not, I know nothing. I almost I got it really? once. I got it once before I retired. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I was late forties, but as soon as you turn fifty, they won't give it to you anymore. Mm-hmm. But it, it almost made me puke because it, it yeah. just it goes down the back of your throat. It's really? Just it's well, I will make this pledge to you right here and now. <laughs> if they have the nose, you're thing, under fifty. I will do it. Yes. Live on the podcast. Oh. But only if they have it. <sighs> if they it, don't, we got to bring them back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, dear listeners, we will uh, take a, a pause here and then we'll come back and, and see what magic happens. So Can't stick wait. around. That's not for safety. That's not for safety. In the store. You walk in the door. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety, day or night, do what's right. Look, badging wheels aren't going to stop the coronavirus, but wearing a mask or a face covering can help lower the chance of infection or spread. So do your part and mask up. Or we may just have to keep singing. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety, be a mouth and noser or else you're a poser. Do what's right, save a life, wear a mask. Fort Hood's great big podcast. 50% of the time they're right. 50% of the time.
and we're back, dear listeners. And there's something I think we need to discuss. Podcasting is about trust. It's about you trusting us and us in the room trusting you and, and, and more than that, trusting each other in the room. And the reason I bring this up is because we have two people in here with us today from the medical profession, from the Carl R. Darnell Regional Army Medical Center. There's, I might have gotten those words mixed up. But <laughs> they're from the hospital. It's a long acronym. It is. Cardamsey. Anyway, they're here and they're wearing masks because they don't trust us <laughs> to not have coronavirus. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little hurt because all the work we've done to, to educate the public about COVID and everything and the thanks I get is, a, is masks on the podcast. Maybe they're just worried that you smell bad. Good point. <laughs> there you go, Brianna. I got that right just for you. Yay. That was a good one. First time. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. So you are wearing masks because you said you were part of the COVID rapid response team. Is that trace team something about COVID and tracing and responding and something? So we, as public health nursing, we take the lead um, for any positives. So okay. we want to make sure that we are there and available to do the notification and initiate the contact tracing. Okay. So don't be offended. No, I'm, <laughs> I am. The, uh, <laughs> so but what's that like? What's the contact? Cause I've heard, and that's not even why you guys are here today, mm-hmm. but uh, they're going to talk flu shots. But since I brought it up, um, mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about contact tracing because we've heard it mentioned, but I don't I don't know anything about that. Right. So contact tracing is a way professionals identify those who have been in close contact with a positive. Mm-hmm. We like to list those contacts and then we make all the efforts to educate those contacts on what to do for follow up. And uh, public health is responsible for training all the Fort Hood units mm-hmm. uh, and then doing quality control checks to make sure it's being done appropriately. Okay, so it's like uh, COVID doxing <laughs> is what you're doing. It, people can't hear nods on a podcast. No. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> but um, so how is the, the fight against COVID going here on, on post? We fighting the good fight? We are. We're Making fighting headway? the good fight. We are. I know that they had uh, they got several drive-through things set up now, so we're really getting ahead of this. And right, there's a drive-through at the main hospital, mm-hmm. um, as well as two of the active duty clinics, Bennett Clinic and Thomas More. Thomas More. All right now, Dave just tried to write something on his hand with a green marker <laughs> that didn't work. That's where I wish we had the uh, the cameras in here. Yeah, he, he when said you start. Having said, video in here. It doesn't work on the whiteboard either, Dave. <laughs> but it says names. I can barely yes. see it. Names. Oh. Who are you? And why are you here? No. Who are you? <laughs> I'm smiling under my mask right okay. now. I, I, I believe you. <laughs> um, so who are we? Yes. Let's yes. start with you, ma'am. I'm Captain Campion. I'm a public health nurse at Crit Ampsey. Right. And Captain, what is your first name, ma'am? First name is Jessica. All right, Jessica. Yes. And I am Lieutenant Colonel Benita Harris, and I am the Chief of Public Health Nursing. All right, and you've been here before, haven't you? I have. I thought so. A few months ago. It's hard to tell in a mask because yeah. I can't tell. <laughs> Back for more. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But uh, so, but you're here to talk about flu shots today. Yeah. So, and that's easily lost in the COVID world because we've been so myopically focused on coronavirus that we are getting back into the whole flu season. Not like it ever truly ever really leaves. But <laughs> we're getting into the to the point where people need to start getting their flu shots again. Is that correct? That is right. All that right. Is correct. So give us your spiel. Flu shots. Oh, and I'm later I'm going to ask you about this nose thing that they talked about. But let's talk about that. She's giving it a look. But uh, let's talk flu shots. Okay. So flu shot. Flu season officially starts 1 August through the 30th of June. Okay. Yes. We're in it. We're in it. We are definitely in it. And we will be receiving our flu, flu vaccines. Um, in late fall. Okay. Okay. And that'll be available to beneficiaries and active duty um, personnel. And it's free, right? And it is absolutely you get free. Stuck for free. Stuck for free. <laughs> and for so free. we have all injectable, no intranasal. All right. Um, so no, oh. no, sorry guys. None of the no squirts. I'm sad now. No. No, I'm happy. Sounds pleasant. <laughs> the uh, so what strain of the flu do they think will be around? Which which one are they putting their money on for this year? And where's I the crickets know, button? Crickets hold, on, button. Yeah. hold on, hold <laughs> on. Nope, that's not it. Hold on. Yay. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, they're not going to ask me what strain. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares about that. Yeah. So it, there are two A and two B strains. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they, they, they select them based on what was circulating in the previous years and what they guess to be the best, um, what's going to most likely circulate this year. So there's a quadrivalent um, with the two A strains and the two B strains. I'm sorry, I can't name those oh, four okay. for you right now. That's okay. <laughs> it changes every year. It does. So, but a, a flu, excuse my ignorance, but a influenza is different than a coronavirus. Is that correct? Two different things? Two different viruses. Yes. Two yes. different things. Do they work together? Are they in concert? How Do we know if they've been in communication? So I don't know if they've been in communication. Um, can a person potentially have a co-infection? Um, mm -hmm. that, that is a possibility. Oh, um, wow. Ooh. Double but, whammy. Yeah. But I, I don't, the research is still out there. Um, so much research going on. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. um, so we're still finding out every day more and more about this virus. Now tell me, what if people, because we've been quarantining, right? People have been been staying in their houses and yes. staying away from other people they're supposed to wearing masks <coughs> um <laughs> what about what would you say to the people that say well you know what i'm not going to work every day i'm staying at home i'm not going out i'm wearing a mask when i go to the store you know i'm i'm taking precautions i don't need a flu shot so when you think about it, are they at home by themselves or do they have family members? Because as family members go out and come back in, they have the potential of bringing, you know, the virus, you know, various viruses and germs in with them. Um, and so that still puts them at risk. Right. And so I would say, yes, still get your still get your flu shot. And it's, you know, you can come in contact with it from touch surfaces. If you're touching mm -hmm. surfaces that haven't been cleaned properly. So, you know. I would still recommend that they get it. So do you get the flu pretty much the same way you get coronavirus? Yes. Yes. So uh, it's transmitted uh, primarily from, you know, person to person, mm -hmm. coughing, sneezing, and that virus lands on that other person's mouth, eyes, nose, you know, even if they pick 
up, pick it up from a surface, right? They touch a door handle, then touch their face. Mm-hmm. It can be transmitted that way. So it's pretty similar how it's transmitted. Yes. That's interesting. So do you expect with the precautions we've been taking against Corona with once again, masks, wiping stuff down, <laughs> social distancing, all that, will that have an effect on the flu season this year? It definitely should. It should help reduce as long as people are following those um, recommendations, washing their hands, um, making sure they're wearing a mask, socially distancing, that should reduce the risk. All right. So then I have the question, follow yes. up. It's a lot harder of a question. Mm-hmm. You can say, why did he ask me this? Uh-oh. And that is, if wearing a mask, social distancing, and wiping down stuff, that the life that we've fallen into right now, mm-hmm. if that does prove to be effective against the flu, mm-hmm. should we continue this way of life into the future or should we revert back to normal? So did you want to go first? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, you know, especially with COVID-19 um, and a lot of unknowns and as we're learning about it mm-hmm. and as we prepare for the flu season, we want to protect against both, right? So my recommendation would be to follow the CDC guidelines as we learn more and as this flu season approaches us. Um, definitely within the future, it's going to be very important to, uh, you know, keep a pulse on that. Well, sure. Nothing? No nothing. more? No, nothing? <laughs> you know, it is it is interesting, though, that having this coronavirus, so these viruses, flu, corona, whatever, have existed with us for as long as we've been here. Um, but it seems like it took the coronavirus, because, you know, we had the Spanish flu. We had the flu in 68 that, that came over from Asia that was a uh, pandemic as well. But it took this flu for us to really sort of get turned on to cleaning things over, being cognizant of, of how close we are to people, how things spread. Before that, that information was there, but it almost seems like the general public, we were blissfully unaware, just going by our lives. And if we caught something, yeah, we got it. But now we're much more hypersensitive to that. I think it's just the spread of information and technology is what the increase has been. Wow, it's almost like the information has gone viral. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really good way to put it, Uh, actually. That's why they keep me on the show. Yeah. (laughs) So what tips do you have for folks now that we're really getting into the the flu season? Um, To, first of all, definitely get the flu shot because that's going to be the best way to help prevent the flu. Um, Hand washing, um, cough etiquette is going to be important also. It is Mm -hmm. very important. Use that elbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, well, not on your hands, right? Yeah, not on your hands. Sneeze elbow. Sneeze into your elbow. Um, flu vaccines are available. Um, if people want more information about getting their flu shot, they can go to tricare.mil/flu, and it has information um, for the retail pharmacies that are located here locally. All right, so that's tricare.mil/flu, and that's only because we have a large listening audience. So that's if you're in the military, right? That so is if you are a DOD beneficiary. DOD beneficiary. So you're, if you're my mom, as an example, mom, you, this is not the place to go <laughs> for your flu. But if you're not my mom, if you're Brianna, or let's pretend Brianna was getting married, and her <laughs> husband, he could go there because. She maybe he has he's on Tricare. Tricare is the uh, insurance 
that folks in the military have and their families have. Yes. So if yes. if you are retired, yes, with Tricare, if you have a, a family, definitely if you got kids, yes, make sure they get that flu shot because the flu is not something to to play around with, especially for those that are high risk, um, pregnant women. Um, children with neurological issues, um, asthmatics, they're all at higher risk if they should come down with um, flu. Mm -hmm. As well as those over 65. Yes, yes. So make sure to get the flu shot. How long are they available usually? Um, They are available usually starting at the you know, the beginning of August at the retail pharmacies right now. Um, <clears throat> we don't have those available just yet. Our supply has not come in. Um, as soon as they are available for all of our beneficiaries, that information will be advertised. Do you know, you might not, but do you know if the COVID situation has had an, an effect on the flu vaccines? Um, that I, I, I'm not sure of yet. Have you seen anything yet about the effects? I, I haven't seen anything um, in particular. No. Um, there's been a few things pushed out about um, COVID and, and flu at the same time. So mm-hmm. if you're sick with COVID-19, uh, you should delay the flu vaccine Interesting. until, uh, you know, your provider says it's okay. Right. Um, you know, as well as if you're having any symptoms of COVID-19, you want to be seen by your provider and not get the flu vaccine. Right. Well, yeah, and if you have any symptoms of of the coronavirus, go to the drive-thru, go to, (laughs) get that taken care of. Don't just, uh, don't just hang around with it. Mm -hmm. That's serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Once you recover uh, from COVID-19 and you're feeling better, then you can definitely get the flu vaccine. That's very important. Wouldn't that That be something? Yeah. That'd be really good. And a lot of, you don't want to get sick again. No. No. (laughs) A lot of people do ask, you know, how, how do I know what's the difference? And uh, because the symptoms are very similar Mm -hmm. um, between flu and COVID-19 the most significant difference that we've seen, like everybody's not going to have every symptom, but that loss of taste and smell has been one of the critical findings for um, COVID-19 that we're not necessarily seeing with flu. That's interesting. So be cognizant of that. Suddenly you've noticed, you know, maybe you're not smelling that perfume, your significant other, you know, whatever you're cooking. Suddenly you find yourself wearing mismatched socks, bad (laughs) You know, Bad 80s sweaters. <laughs> Bad style. You may have coronavirus. <laughs> well, I have a question. Um, do you? Uh, when do you think there will be a vaccine for COVID nineteen? Um, I've just been watching the news, mm-hmm. so it, it's hard to say. It depending on whether it passes the trials that it needs to go to, so that um, it is ensured that it's going to be a safe and effective vaccine. Um, until that actually happens, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I saw. So the president came out and said he'd really like to see something by the first of November. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but they're saying realistically, maybe end of the year. Cross your fingers. You know, cross your fingers. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be one of those things we get the vaccine and then the virus changes. Yeah. We'll be like, oh! again. <laughs> Don't say a new coronavirus. I know, right? All right. Well, that's great. Hey, is there any other information you want to put out that people should know about the flu? Um, well, I did want to let the community know that mm-hmm. this year we did, um, we do, we should have coming in the vaccine specifically for those that are 65 and older because we had a lot of questions about that. There's a different year. kind? It's a, mm-hmm. it, yes, there oh, is. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 
So we will, um, we are scheduled to get stocks of that in, um, some doses of that in um, this year. Again, I can't like pin down the timeline, you know, late fall is when we're expecting those in. But once we get those in, um, that information will be pushed out to our community. Fantastic. Dave, they'll have your strain this year. <laughs> <laughs> not there yet. No, Dave's not there yet. No. Dave's not there yet. All right. Well, I want to thank for thank you guys for for being on the show. Uh, you've been great sports. Um, you can take your masks off now. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, all right. Thank all right. you. Well, and we will continue with this medically themed episode of the podcast with uh, Robertson below the center. <laughs> right after this. Hey, it's Melissa here from Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions. Now is a great time to stop by and see what furry friends they have waiting for their forever home. Or, down boy, you can follow their Facebook page called Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions. The great thing about pets that come from Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions is, all right now, be good. They're practically free. Well, sometimes they're free. They just need a good mommy or daddy. So stop by Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions. Check the Facebook page of Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions or even call Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions at 254-287-4675 to make someone very, very happy. It's me, Super Mario. Woohoo! Hello to all my friends is at the Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast, your number one. All right, and we're back. You say that every time. Well, I don't say it as good as Brianna opening a show like that. True. Hey, we're back yeah. from last week. <laughs> hey, did you miss me? Yeah, it's easy to talk about her because she's gone again. Yes. <laughs> she's she's in and out. Well, you know, soldier stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was maybe the not wearing masks. She was. Well, afraid. She, she wasn't freaking out. No, she wasn't. It was the doctors. We freaked the doctors out. <laughs> well, they were nurses. <gasps> That's a good liner. It's community health nurses. They freaked the doctors out. <laughs> For two great big podcast. Yeah. Freaking well, doctors out since. What day is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some point in 2020. <laughs> I think 2020 is freaking everybody. Uh, 2020. Yeah, it's got a bad rep. It really does. It needs to clean up its act. Yeah. Insta. It's <laughs> 2020 is the least sober year we've ever had in human history. Coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, you know, apropos that it's named after a beer, right? It is. Absolutely. They were, that was very forward thinking of the Chinese to do that. <laughs> I mean, they could have called it Sing Tao or whatever they got over there, but nope, they went with Corona. They're very international. Yeah. It's nice of them. We need to stop saying bad stuff about them. Yeah, I think we're done. The uh, <laughs> the interesting thing about Corona is it's affected so much of everything in our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really has yeah. changed the way we've done business across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, from going to school, you know, people are having to stay at home now for that work. They're having to stay at home. Yep, eating out. They're staying at home. Home-based businesses, people are now going to the park for that. Yep. The um, but it's also affected uh, giving blood. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Um, because I don't know because people are staying home. I guess. Um, 
I don't know if people are deferred. You know what would be really great mm. is if that, uh, and I write this down, sometime in the future we need to have some guests on the show. Oh, yeah. That could maybe. Well, actually, we, we fixed that. What? Yeah. We have with us today Lieutenant Colonel Jennifer Marin and Specialist Patrick Jones, both from the Robertson Blood Center here on Fort Hood. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey. Hi, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. So coronavirus really has had an impact on your business, hasn't it? Absolutely, 110%. Uh, we are seeing the effects not only on Fort Hood, but also all our other donor centers that are throughout the United States and even overseas. Wow. Um, because we don't have the population uh, wanting to come in, willing to come in, um, they're possibly tested positive, they're sick, they're in quarantine, and those folks are just not getting in to see us like we used to have large numbers. So it has impacted our supply greatly. But oh. you're still open. We're still open. I still come to work every day. All right. So we know the need is great for blood. I mean, that's something you hear all the time. Let's be honest. Yeah. You hear that all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and I think people sit at home and think, oh, really, how... They got to have enough blood. If I go, if I get injured right now and go to the hospital, they're not going to be like, oh, sorry, we were out of blood. Come back next week. Right. You know, there's blood. But is there blood? Is this true? I think there is blood, but there is a very, very decreased level of it. All right. Um, we ship in our donor center. Um, Specialist Jones can speak to it because he, he's part of the shipping team. You handle the blood? I do. Well, I, handle it. I draw it. I put it in boxes and send it out the door. That's a, that's a good uh, first line for mm-hmm. a date. Are you married? <laughs> I am married. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Never mind then. Uh, but tell us about that. So boxing up blood. Yeah. So we ship anywhere from, you know, 30 to 150 units a week out the mm-hmm. door um, to different medical treatment centers across the country um, and to our uh, our processing center that actually sends it into theater overseas oh wow so the blood you give here in fort hood can help a soldier downrange. absolutely it's the best thing that you can do in garrison to heat to help people that are deployed wow. our blood doesn't go to civilian treatment centers it either goes to a military treatment facility or into theater now i know um on social media we put the call out a few weeks ago i think mm-hmm. um for blood donors uh, because you ask us to uh, and the feedback we got online, I mean, a lot of people were like, ah, they're just, if we give them the blood, they're just going to sell it to somebody. Do you guys sell blood? We don't sell it. We donate it to other treatment facilities, to the VAs, um, and again, to the soldiers overseas. So we, we don't sell our blood. Um, if we have products that expire, mm-hmm. uh, we do try to work with the company that will make them into other non-injectable products. What? Yeah. Like what can what? you do with expired blood? Mascara? <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, we sell it to, to a company that, that makes um, other things like reagents, like if we're going to do QC testing, oh, okay. uh, those kind of things. So, so we'll, we'll provide it to them, and they will change it into their non-injectable products that they work with other companies to make. Mm-hmm. So, but we do not, we don't sell blood from the perspective. We have a, we have a credit exchange program, but we don't sell blood. So you hear that Facebook? <laughs> we don't sell yeah. blood. No, no blood selling. 
So I spent a lot of time in Europe, like almost 15 years. And I was told forever, you cannot give blood, mad cow guy. Uh, is that still, I mean, what are some of the reasons why folks in the military maybe can't give, can't give blood? Well, actually, it's, it's great that you brought that up. We've had a lot of changes lately uh, from the FDA in terms of who can give blood and who cannot give blood. Mm -hmm. And even timelines um, from when somebody, you know, let's say they went to a malarial area. Uh, the timeline used to be 12 months we had to wait to make mm -hmm. sure that they were clear, they didn't yeah. have malaria, and then we'd collect them. Um, but that is no longer the case. They've actually shortened those timelines down because there's such a need for blood. Okay. So now you go to a malarial endemic area, and you're actually only three months deferred versus 12. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Where Germany, you know, we were we were deferring mad cows for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, we're now accepting them. Oh, ho, uh, Dave. Yeah, oh -ho. Yeah, you can come by. We wow. got a spot for you. Wow. So, so that's changed, too. So we, we now can, we've had travel restriction changes, and we can accept a lot more people than what we used to. The biggest one, I think, for us is probably Germany, would you say, Specialist Jones? Uh, just everywhere in Europe. I think that's good to know because you, know, you got retirees like me that for years they just said no. And yeah, I'm I, sure you have folks out there like me who would say, oh, really? I can? Okay, cool. Hey, so I was in Japan for the last 10 years. Where do I stand on this? Am I good to go? Absolutely. There's no travel restriction for, uh, for Japan or any of those. Uh, Southeast Asia? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Well, there you go. Good. I mean, I wasn't on the fence. I, I gave blood... Um, when I was here as a soldier, I would stop in and give blood. His mother has given blood in every state of the union. Yeah. That's and awesome. She gave blood here too. She was very mm -hmm. proud of that while That's she was wonderful. visiting Charlie. Yep. They had, my mom and uh, my stepfather were so into giving blood. They had a blood donation mobile that they made. It was a white van and it had a logo i think it said giving blood across america mm -hmm. and they just went around they gave blood in every 50 in all the 50 states and then they you know would try to get on tv get the media to come out and promote people giving blood but it wasn't just blood that they gave uh, they're really into platelets okay was it platelets. Pl platelets or plasma no platelets she would every time i talk about giving blood she corrects me okay. no it's platelets people need platelets i never think about platelets <laughs> so if hey, what's a platelet yeah, what is a platelet? Well, it's a great little clotting factor that our body uses when we have a cut or some other type of trauma. Um, so the platelets go in, and they actually help form the clot on, on the area that was injured. So why give platelets and not just blood? I mean, aren't the platelets in the blood? Sure, they are, but not at the concentrated level you'll get when we when we draw the platelets. So when we, when we pull platelets out of the body, we're, we're concentrating the product and, and putting a higher platelet count you got to remember that your blood has a lot of stuff in it. Um, so when we draw a full unit of blood, we're getting a lot of products, but they're not as concentrated as if we're, we're focusing specifically on that product. Interesting. So why, what do platelets go to? I mean, what do you use platelets for? All kinds of things. Um, one of them, if you don't have whole blood in-house, you would use them for trauma patients. Um, any, any type of bleeder in, in operating room, they would use them for, um, those type of patients usually get the platelets. Well, you know a lot about blood. A little bit. How did you, how did you get so knowledgeable? <laughs> I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a legit question. How do you know so much about blood? Well, so 
my specialty is actually virology molecular. Okay. Um, oh. Yes, yes. It's, it's a little bit of a different field. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, I'm a reservist. Um, I'm not actually traditional active duty. We won't tell. Okay, thanks for the secret. Um, <laughs> but I did come on board working with the Army Blood Program, and that's mm-hmm. why I originally started. It was in the, the donor center out at Fort Bliss, Texas. Okay. And I started as the OIC there, and over the course of the last five and a half years, I've just grown in, in the knowledge that I've learned as I've uh, worked on the different jobs and with different groups of people. So, so my knowledge is basically OJT for this one. Right. So on a, on a, any given day, how many people would you say come in and use Robertson blood center? Anywhere from 20 to 20 to 30 people a day. Well, that's nice. not horrible. That's yeah, I was, I was anticipating you were like, I don't know. We had two today. It's there are some days like that. Don't get me wrong. But then there are other days like yesterday where we saw a hundred people. Oh, fantastic. Nice. So specialist Jones, talk me through the process. I come to see you and you're going to stick me. Tell me what happens, and then you know. Tell me what kind of cookies and brownies and stuff you have at the end when I'm done. Go. That's everybody always asks about the Oreos <laughs> and, and, the, and the cookies and the juice. Um, but there's a, there's a whole big process. You know, you're going to come in, you're going to register. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to ask you a lot of different questions that uh, about a lot of different aspects of your life, just kind of see where you are health wise. Sure. You're going to go through a little short health screening to include like your blood pressure and pulse and things of that nature. Um, and then if you uh, if you come to see me to get plasma. Like I'm going to put you on our uh, on our apheresis machine, mm-hmm. which it's a process that takes a little bit longer than just like traditional whole blood. You know, with whole blood, you're going to sit there about 10 minutes and you're going to be done. Right. Um, with my process, it takes about an hour. Um, you know, we pull some blood out. You're cycling through, right? Exactly. You're, you know, you're pulling blood out, spinning it in a centrifuge, separating out the plasma from the red cells. I'm going to give the red cells back to, to the donor and I'm mm-hmm. going to keep your plasma. Wow. So how much do you get for plasma here? Uh, <laughs> currently until the end of September, you're going to get a $25 gift card for coming out and donating any blood product. Well, really? I was joking. I didn't, I didn't anticipate that. Yeah. I, yeah. That's I thought a firm. Thank you. Yeah. It'd be a $25 <laughs> gift card huh? right now until the end of September is how, uh, how long it's lasting currently. Wow. Is that normal? That is not. That's uh, in response to the uh, the need for the COVID, the COVID convalescent so, plasma. Wow. No so joke. You need blood. We do. Absolutely. So, you know, folks can help fight COVID, not just by, you know, social distancing, wearing a mask, keeping clean, all that stuff. They can give plasma. If they've, if they've had COVID in the past and recovered from it, absolutely. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, how long, if you've recovered from Corona, is there a waiting period that you have to, before you can come in or can you just, once you're cleared, you can come on in? Um, so we're asking people to wait uh, 14 days after they've had their last symptom. Okay. Um, but you can call up to uh, the donor center to schedule an appointment, and uh, they'll ask you all the relevant questions, you know, if you've had a positive testing, uh, things like that. Right. And how has your process changed since the coronavirus uh, pandemic started? Because uh, having given blood before, I'm used to going in, and they, they swab your hand, and they find the good vein. Oh, so you have wonderful veins. Oh, I can't wait to stick this. And they stick the thing in the vein, and you watch the blood come out, and you sit there, and then. Eventually, you eat food. Uh, is it pretty much the same, or are there any more precautions being taken? Or um, it's exactly the same um, as far as um, my my process goes. I, you know, I just wear a mask. I ask all my donors that come in to wear masks. Um, and there's some additional cleaning that we do um, as far as like the donor beds and things of that nature. Um, but other than that, the whole process of cleaning your arm, sticking you with a needle, it's all sterile anyway. It right? is absolutely yeah. Because that's actually the you know the biggest danger to a blood product in storage is is bacterial contamination. Okay, so specialist Jones, how good of a sticker are you? Uh, I like to say that I'm pretty good. 
But I mean, nobody likes toot their own horn. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> well, we, we toot it a lot here. I mean, we don't. Mind. As soon as as soon as I tell somebody I'm a great stick, it's when I miss. It, it so. doesn't work. The the vein rolls. Yeah, or... Absolutely. Yeah, I so, hear I hear about that from a lot from my mom. She yes, is, they we went and gave gave platelets today, and uh, they just wasn't they weren't very good. They <laughs> six times they tried to stick me. And I'm, <laughs> what are you doing? And that's my mom giving blood. I love you, ma. Well, there you go. But you mentioned uh, telephone numbers, contact. How do people get a hold of you to address this shortage? So if you want to contact Robertson Blood Donor Center, um, you can call our center directly at 254-285-5808. That's mm-hmm. our main number. There's also a military blood um, website. If you go to www.dod mil.blood, I think, something like that. But if you type in military blood or armed services blood program. Google it. Yeah, Google, yeah, Google I, it. I have a That's cell phone. I can find it. Oh, right, he's right. going to find it right now. But if you Google the armed services blood program, it will give you the locations of every single donor center um, by branch type in their website. So you can go and find, there's one in Guam, there's one in Korea. Like, if you're anywhere in the world, you can find them. World traveler, you can yes. give blood. That's right. So do people have to have an appointment, or can they just walk in? Well, we take walk-ins. Um, and normally for us, that's, you know, we'll take anybody as a walk-in. But with COVID, especially with CCP collections, we're trying to more schedule patients and okay. donors so that we don't get too many people in our waiting room or... You know, just have too many people backed up waiting to donate. So we're trying to schedule if possible. Right. And do you have to be a member of the military or or associated with the DOD in any way to give blood? Absolutely not. Anybody's welcome at the Roberts Blood Center. And that uh, website for you, for you guys is militaryblood.dod.mil. DOD.mil. If it doesn't say DOD.mil, that .mil is really important. Right. So it isn't the real thing. So there, there I mean, there's always... Are, are, are you guys still getting like units that will do blood drives and things like that? Are those happening more often now or, or are they still happening? Cause I remember when I was serving, they would happen all the time. They are. I would say we've seen a decrease in that just really? because yeah, we're having some, some issues. You know, we get one person that's positive in the unit and then they start testing and there's more positive and then oh, they sure. go into quarantine. So, so we've had a little bit of struggle with that. Um, but we did s- yesterday. We saw the nine thirty second. Who you know? That came was your hundred donors. Yep, that's what donors. I that's that what I yep, first Med Brigade came down and and they really showed up and they gave us a hundred donors and we had eighty three good units out of wow. it. Wow! So it was very productive. So you're gonna throw out the challenge gauntlet to the units to absolutely uh, jump on that. Absolutely, eighty three good units was the record from yesterday. Wow! So yeah, definitely you know call us schedule. We'll we'll bring your unit in and you know see who can get the most units. Well, I got a question for you before we say goodbye here, and that is if we wanted to come and, and give blood here, if the, the podcast crew, I'm speaking for Brianna because mm-hmm. he left. So right. uh, if we wanted to give blood, could we give blood while doing the podcast? That is definitely a director question, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we had the right setup, we could probably do it. Because this stuff is portable. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we oh can. yeah. You could bring it down to the blood donor yeah, center. You can put just... it on any kitchen table. Oh. Size, any kitchen size table. So we'd need to look at your electrical requirements. Does sure, it have a battery? Uh, no, no, but oh, we, just need, uh, we just need one wall plug in. Okay. 
So we could do it probably for a portion. We could do it while you're actually giving the blood. Yeah, well, we wouldn't yeah. want to do it when like the during the whole interview. Process. You don't want to be interviewed. That'd, that'd be boring. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out if he's been to any of those countries. But hmm. uh, no, but as a way to like drum up interest. Yeah, absolutely. We could do that. Oh, cool. That'd be and, a lot of fun. And we get like free stuff to eat afterwards. Yeah. So we have T-shirts, we have cookies Ooh. and juice, and before the 30th of September, we have a $25 e-gift card. Well, that's awesome. There you go. We'll see if we can, we can yeah, pencil that into he's, our he's busy trying schedule. To get, they don't have the flu shot yet. He wants them to give him a flu shot on the air, too. So I know. I'm willing. Yeah, I am such a... We uh, do it all here on the Fort Hood's Great Bay yeah, Podcast. I'll do anything on the air once. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold me to that. Yeah. Don't Some things I don't want video of, though, yeah. okay? Thanks. Yeah, well, that's why we don't have cameras in here. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for coming in. Look yeah. forward to, I hope you guys get more unit participation. Um, that definitely drums up the numbers, right? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. We thank you for your time, and yeah, thank you for, for giving us. us the opportunity to come out and, and talk about blood products because it's important to us. Yeah, absolutely. And so anybody out there who's thinking about giving blood, you can make an appointment. One more time Give for it. that phone number. Mm-hmm. Yep, the phone number for Robertson Blood Donor Center is 254 254- Two eight five five eight zero eight. Perfect. And you know, there's been a lot of a lot of interesting press around Fort Hood right now. So if you're a Fort Hood unit and uh, you want a, your unit to get positive attention, bring them down. Try to break that record, and uh, suddenly your unit's going to be all over the news. That's right. So, Eighty three units. Let's make it happen. Yep. Let's get Fort Hood units all over the news. And with that. We'll we will. Uh, we'll be right back. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's what your tax dollars sound like. Fort Hood's great big podcast. And we're back. Yes, it is the infamous last segment of yes, the show. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The, the part where listeners can breathe a sigh of relief and say, oh, it's almost over. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, why would they stick around that long just to be like, yeah, they oh, want, thank goodness. They want to hear about your weekend. Mm-hmm. No. No plans. No plans. College. Sounds like me normally. College and pizza. Yeah. It's a very college thing. So what are you studying this time around? Uh, fairy tales from literature to film. <laughs> That's a tough A. Eh? Uh, and uh, introduction to poli sci. I'm just curious. Would you be interested in sharing that video? Oh, the one I did? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think you should. Why not? Yeah, you know, Why throw not? it down in the old comments section. I'll do that. So go, yeah, look on the... The Fort Hood Broadcast Operations page. I had to make a video. Yeah, explain this. Reading a fairy tale to the class. Because it's all distance learning. So everything we do, if we have a group discussion, it's on a chat board. And we have to make videos of things. And so this was, you know, read a fairy tale. Because fairy tales were meant to be told. They weren't meant to be read. They were meant to be passed down orally. Right. So they wanted to give us that experience. So I did my take on a fairy tale that is the mouse, uh, the bird, and the sausage, which is a lesser-known 
Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah, I had never heard of it. No, well, you don't. When you think of fairy tales, you don't think of sausages. No, but uh, apparently it's a thing. You want to give the spoiler That's alert? A thing? What the, the sausage dies? <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, it's the food. sausage dies. The sausage dies in the end. Well, I don't have to watch that now. <laughs> I was really pulling for the sausage. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it, what else? You got fairy tales and what? Uh, poli sci, which uh, apparently kind has, of the same thing, right? Has nothing no. to do. Poli sci <laughs> has nothing to do with uh, hula dances and uh, and roasting pork. No. Political science. Yeah, not Polynesian science. Oh man, they fooled me again. So that ought to be a fun course that when you know we're in election year and everything going on. There's some spirited conversation well, there, like, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing I don't like about poli sci is it's one of those that it's all about asking questions. Okay. But not necessarily answering those questions. Oh. So to me, I say, what's the point of asking a bunch of questions if we never get around to answering them? <laughs> Because I read, I mean, it infuriates me because we have these readings and these great thinkers. Yeah. And the entire reading, 100 plus pages, is just this person asking questions and then a paragraph on that page and they never get around to to answering it. And I'm like, well, what is the point of this? I could ask questions. I could question things all day. And no one calls me a genius for asking questions. It, 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 uh... These are people who have successfully pulled the wool over the eyes of society no, and made a this, buck. No, this, this is, you know, getting your critical thinking. Critical energized. thinking. There's the, the father. Higher education. The father of uh, realism in political science. Okay. Like the father. Yeah. His big thing, right? Yeah. Get this. In 1940, I think, nine, right. he came up with this. Blew everyone's minds with this. In 1949. In 1949. Blew everyone's minds. And that is that a, a large, powerful country will attempt to remain a large, powerful country oh. and will even expand its power occasionally Okay, to remain at the top. Doesn't that kind of go with if it ain't broke, don't fix well, is this it? Is, we've been doing this for 10,000 years <laughs> and you're just figuring this out now, genius? <laughs> this guy was not smart. This guy was a, a shyster. He was shamwowing us. Yeah, but 60, 70 years later, you're reading his words. Are I you know, not? It's painful. It's very painful. So Very painful. Know, this too shall pass, right? He was also German. Why were we listening to the Germans <laughs> in 49? We, didn't we learn our lesson? We, what have we just been through? <laughs> yeah, this too shall pass. Yeah. Are you going to feel smarter when it's all over no, with? No, no. I to be perfectly honest. Yeah. After not after in the middle of the semester randomly spouting off, you know, as I'm studying, I will yell something to the effect of I can't believe that we're making our kids pay for stuff like this. <laughs> and this explains the state of America perfectly. Because I I'm not learning a thing. I am not learning a thing. We will not uh name the no institution of higher no education. i will not but i don't i my feeling is it's not a the, a problem with them because i've asked people the youngins mm-hmm. the folks that are younger than me that are maybe you know going through this for the first time right they all have the same experience 
where yeah, I really didn't learn anything. Yeah, it was just jumping through a bunch of hoops. Wow. And it, it explains, though. It, it explains. I've always said that uh, that a lot of our problems that we're having right now societally mm-hmm. stem from education or lack thereof. Right. Um, and this, man, that amplifies that perfectly. Yeah, look at this. I'm not learning a thing. I'm paying $1,500, you know. Yeah. This is not a cheap college. Yeah. Um, and it's not, hopefully it benefits me in the future. You hear that college? You better benefit me in the future. We're going to have words, <laughs> higher education, <laughs> you. So you're, well, yeah, but you're more than halfway done, right? With college? Yeah. Oh no, I got two and a half years left. Oh man. It just keeps going. It keeps going. We'll see how long I can tolerate it. This is a record for me, though. If you start, <laughs> you should finish. Well, I've started. This is someday five, part five. <laughs> this is the fifth restart. Yes, it's like me trying to quit smoking. And I've told them. I told them. Uh, uh, this is how. I don't know how poorly I've done it the past, because <laughs> I lose interest. The problem is I lose interest, or I get deployed in the army. You know, we go right. somewhere, sure. whatever. Um. But I told them, you know, I don't want any of those old credits. I want to start fresh. Because I had a plan. My plan was, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get so smart. I'm going to learn all this stuff. Yeah. You know, especially with coronavirus. What else am I doing? Sure. Sitting around the house. Why am I get smart? Yeah. Uh, nope. Just wasting my time. Keep it up. Now I'm sitting there thinking I could be playing video games right now. What am I doing? <sighs> Talk about poor time management one way or the other. You know, if you ever do bring a baby into this mix, yeah, it's really going to change your life. I, I already told the Video wife. Video games are over, Charlie. I already told the wife, baby's not going to college. You're not going to put up with any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm talking video games. Babies, Whether you go to college or not, video games. And that means a lot more two-player video games, what that means. Yeah, not for a couple of years. Retro. That's how I'll, I'll play through my stock. And you know, the first four months, you don't sleep. That's okay. Sleep deprivation is your friend. I've been through that. I've been through that. I've been to the war. (laughs) Nothing can phase me. I've been to the war and I've been through college ish. 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 So online college experience? (laughs) Not so much. No. I think uh, it would be a lot more rewarding if you could be there and and have a discussion i'm a rabble rouser when it comes to discussions yeah not to mention your <laughs> facial expressions would crack the class up um so um but i do think that a lot of things especially like the stuff uh, the the poli sci and all that benefits from you being in a forum where people can throw out ideas and you can go back and forth about things and the internet really it sure it doesn't fit in there i suppose we could have a big zoom meeting but Nobody wants to stare at each other that long. Yeah, no. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, time to hit the mute button, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. It's been fun. All right, everybody. And we'll be back next week to talk about some other stuff, I'm sure. Well, yeah, that's what we do. That is what we do. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all. Driving down the road